Greetings from Storybrooke. This is the land where magic always comes with a price, and this time it's my turn to play or pay. <laughs> and we talk about ABC's hit series once upon a time. Uh, how are you guys this week? Uh, Tony, how are you how are you doing this week? Pretty good. And Monica? I'm good too. All right, and it's just the three of us this week. Elizabeth had to uh, take the week off again. Um, I, I didn't mean it to sound like I, I wasn't saying it like that. I, you know, I mean, especially circumstances. Uh, anyway, hopefully she'll be back with us next week. Let you know why she was not here this week. Um, but uh, that being said, we it's late and we need to carry on. Uh, Monica uh, has been doing great with the rhymes. And uh, so, uh, Monica, uh, for uh, the Guardian, it's episode 18 of season seven. Why don't you hit us up with the rhyme? Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Um, Facilier approaches gold with malice. To find the Guardian, he'll test Alice. Robin and Alice enjoy their date. Their love is one of fate. Spin, spin, spin. He breaks my heart again. Nook befriends Rumpel in this week's episode, The Guardian. The Guardian. Uh, Guardian. This episode, okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, if if you listened to last week's episode, you know I was not a fan of last week's episode. Um, but uh, I I really love when they showcase characters, specific characters that are some of my favorites. And Robert Carlyle as an actor has always been up there for me. Um, so you know, let alone you know Rumple. Um, and, you know, so many people have given the whole Rumbell thing, you know, like, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to look for a word that I can use that's not <laughs> letters. Um, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but I kind of, and I've always kind of like defended it, you know, about kind of being about like, you know, this abuse of power thing and how it's not, you know, it's, you, it, it's a realistic portrayal of what someone can go through, you know, and in the end, you know, you know <sighs> this was such a great episode. I'll just spoiler. I really, really like this week's episode, guys. Um, I do too. It, it did such a good job with answering episodes, answering questions uh, from like earlier in the season. I think that we've even been asking over the past few uh, episodes ourselves as mm-hmm. to like, you know, which Rumple was was who and why is Rumple acting the way he is in certain scenarios and different things. Mm-hmm. And and they did it in such a great way. And um, we'll get into it as we go through the episode i'm sure but anyway i just wanted to throw that out there that this was a great episode and uh yeah so look forward to the ratings at the end um oh, yeah. yes <laughs> it was it was definitely better than last week i'll put it that way i i was not a fan of last week's episode in the slightest uh anyway here's, right next <laughs> <up>. <laughs> here we go uh episode uh eight season uh, let me start with the season seven episode 18 uh yeah yeah years ago in the realm uh realms rumple visits bell's grave to tell her about gideon it's a bit of a one-sided conversation but there's someone lurking in the shadows who may be able to help that facilitate tells him the guardian has to be pure of heart and must be tested he says bell is afraid that rumple will succumb to the darkness before he can be saved rumple will do anything to make sure that doesn't happen flash forward to seattle 
Weaver and Rogers head to the interrogation room to question Nick, but he's not doing much talking. Uh, Rogers wonders aloud how someone could get into a locked room, but Weaver knows there's only one possible answer. He orders the building locked down as he runs to his evidence locker to find his dag- dagger case empty. Meanwhile, Margot's out for a stroll and runs into Tilly sketching the troll bridge. Margot tries to compliment her drawing, but Tilly says everything's a little off with what the buzzing in her head. Margot suggests Tilly take a moment to get out of her head by spending a day with her and they head out for a day date at ronnie's jacinda tries to get uh henry to talk about what happened at nick's but he's not quite ready and at the police station rogers runs into weaver as he's just about to head out to follow his hunch and everyone better stay out of his way Back in the realms, Rumpel watches from a distance as Robin brings Alice a letter from Hook. When Robin leaves, Rumpel approaches before he's stopped by Hook's blade. He warns the crocodile to leave his daughter alone. Rumpel explains that he uh, believes Alice is the guardian and can protect the world from the Dark One's powers. Hook would rather his daughter be allowed to lead a normal life. Flash forward to the precinct. Seems the surveillance in the station mysteriously went blank around the time of next murder. Rogers hopes he may be able to find something from the nearby cameras. Henry walks in with hopes to talk to Nick, but once he hears the news, he pleads with Rogers to take him to Nick's apartment. At Ronnie, she admires her gift from Samdi when Weaver pays a surprise visit. Uh, He sees that she has magic and tells her that he wants to help him find his dagger. She... uh, 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 sorry, she tells him it's, it's it's his cure to Henry and thinking only of himself, he says that that can wait. Ronnie tells him that this is not the way uh, to Belle. She says she will go ask Sandy about the dagger, but in the meantime, he needs to get a grip. All right, so I didn't write anything down for these notes. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't feel Rumple really started shining until the second or third act anyway. Uh, so, Tony, why don't you go ahead with your notes here? It's, it seems you had something to say. Yes, I did. Uh, so uh, earlier, um, not earlier, but probably like a day or so ago, uh, I remember you guys, uh, Monica and um, and uh, Liz, were talking about uh, the movie Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, not me, because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either, but I guess um, the uh, area that they were in, the tomb, it kind of reminded me uh, when I saw the trailer for Coco. Um, yeah, I get but, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought like I thought that it was good, you know, like it was a nice um nice rendition of it. And I guess now I know how it feels to be in Bobby's shoes about not watching a certain movie and not understanding, you know, what it was about before I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, so this is supposed to be a tomb. Okay, cool, great. Yay. But um and uh, also Rumpel was, you know, basically being Rumpel, the one that we all know and love, you know, like um I'm really starting to think <laughs> that he just has this thing about sacrificing his grandson for whatever means necessary. This is the first time, you know, that we've seen that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how he's uh, tried to, um, he tried to hurt Henry while he was on the swing, you know, back in the other season um, and how he almost made it come loose and all that. And I mean, like, it just seems like it just has some real, just, 
big vendetta about using his own grandson to fix something. He was you know? losing. He was losing it. He was losing his grip. You know. I mm-hmm. mean, he. You know, like he was trying to find anything and anyone or whatever any means necessary. You know. And, you know. And at this point, it wasn't even about saving himself. It was about making sure he get back to Bell. Yeah, but in the end, he. You know. I don't, I don't, that's the one thing I didn't like about the episode is I don't understand what made him think he should start going down this road, you know, like he's been down that road before, you know, he shouldn't have done what he was doing in both scenarios in both the flashback and, you know, current, current timeline. He shouldn't have been, uh, you know, trying to do what he was doing, obviously. He's like a a, re, um, a rehabilitation person where, you know, everything's good for one moment and then you lapse. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I've seen before. Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. literally, and, he, and every he does it, he keeps telling himself that he's doing it for the greater good or he's doing it for another cause or, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really not liking the the I'm doing this for the greater good thing, you know, like that, like in, in different shows that I've seen and things like that, in different scenarios that I've been that I've seen through TV shows and everything like that. Everybody wants to just be like, oh well, it's for the greater good. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's not for the greater good. <laughs> it's not. Stop telling yourself that. Like, it's just becoming like a, a one, you know, not a one trick pony, but a one common thing to point out when you know a person's psycho or bad that they're you know thinking that they're saying like oh no i'm doing this for the greater good i'm doing this i'm doing this for you you know things like that so every villain has to have a purpose yeah you know they're not they're the heroes of their own story exactly but yeah that's i mean like i you know earlier like you said about what you like about the episode like i really like you know uh this um this censored episode for uh wumpo like and you know showing how He's been going down the path of good, but you know, there's gonna be some time. Without Bell, the, without Bell, the darkness slowly took over. Exactly. So that that, that was my point that I wanted to point out. <laughs> um okay. As little as possible. <laughs> Monica, did you want to point out anything? So um yeah, my notes were um Rumpel says be my guest. I did not catch that. Uh, that's one of the, yeah, I did not catch that. I watched it like three times. It's mm-hmm. when... Um, no, I, I can almost picture the scene, but go uh, ahead. Uh, Nook is saying, oh, I'm going to do all the, the actual detective work. And you're just oh, going to yeah. go yeah. off and, Be my and guest. whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like... Well, you follow whatever. Yeah, follow the book where you know you do this, do that, do this, do that. Be my guest. Just stay out of my way. Right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Jesus. Um, (laughs) Is that the same scene where he said, "I've never seen you like this"? Yes, it is. Yeah, and then he's like, "Uh, "What? What? uh, Scared? Afraid? Yeah." Oh, that that was yeah. That yeah, was like I said, moment. yeah. This this episode was filled um, with lines, filled with great scenes. Oh, my girlfriend was watching with me, and uh, she was like, "You know, it's a good thing uh, um, that hook guy doesn't live anywhere near here." <laughs> she said that she'd uh, leave me for hook in a minute. 
<laughs> bogus i just caught that i'm sorry i, I was kind of blacking out i was like Wait a minute, huh? oh no <laughs> oh my god to be fair um <laughs> i'm not sure what kind of guy i wouldn't for in a minute <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a ha- is a high bar to, to uh to i didn't i didn't, and, I didn't take it as an insult i'll put it that way i didn't take it as an insult uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway my, my we'll leave it that. The, uh, the only other comment i had on that was um Ronnie asking Gold to um I I forget exactly how she she phrased it. Um she don't go doing something uh reckless or, right. or, or crazy or, or I don't remember the actual word she used, but it was right. I hate it because I just watched it. And I'm like, yeah, cause gold is the patient one <laughs> right yeah he's not the dark one he's the he's the patient one <laughs> yeah oh good point good point all right yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me all right so if uh, no one else does anything else uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to uh yeah. all right <laughs> so Day date. Uh, Margo is showing Tilly some of the best food heights. Uh, food the heights has to offer. Tilly's amazed that you can put candy on fruit, uh, but Margo wants to see Tilly's favorite places. With that, Tilly grabs her hand and brings her to the one place that you can go anywhere without leaving the room: the bookstore. Flashback to the realms. Alice talks to her friends about her feelings for Robin when Rumple stops by. Alice says Hook warned her to stay away from him, but he says he's just trying to help them. He says that with her help, he can reunite them. They just have to find Facilier. Flash forward to Seattle. Uh, Ronnie confronts Sandy about whether he has the dagger. He tries to play coy, but ultimately denies responsibility. She leaves in a huff, but not before Sandy sets up another late night rendezvous. Just then, Weaver appears from the shadows. Even without magic, he can make a pretty good entrance. Sandy may have Ronnie fooled, but Weaver has questions of his own. Back in the realms, Alice enters the witch doctor's tent under the guise of speaking to a lost loved one. Facilier quickly sees through her ruse, and he knows the dark one is near. Rumpel's distraction gives Alice the opportunity to rip the witch doctor's heart from his chest. She thinks they will use the heart to control Facilier, but Rumpel has other things in mind. Rumpel tells Alice if he wants to save her father's heart, she has to sacrifice another. His heart, his hands grow scalier, and his voice begins to crack. We're seeing the true dark one emerge, just like he tells Alice as he holds the heart in her hand all it takes is one little twitch but she can't do it she shoves his heart back in his chest before running out rumple runs after alice and tells her he had to test her he has been searching for a powerful a powerful person to help him and he believes that that person is her 
Flash forward to Seattle, Weaver draws his gun on Sandy. He wants his dagger, and he's not taking no for an answer. Sandy tells him if he pulls the trigger, he'll never get back to Alice. Weaver lowers the gun, and Sandy issues a warning before whisking Weaver back to his car with a wave of his hand. And elsewhere, Rogers brings Henry to Nick's apartment to gain some closure. Henry should join the police force because he finds what he's looking for in that first door, in the first door he opens. Uh, Rogers hears a noise. When he goes to check it out, he's knocked on his ass by the guy trying to flee. After a cool 70s cop chase down a fire escape, he tackles Drew to the ground. Drew tells him he knows who killed Nick, and he was hoping to find some, something there to use against him. Rogers asks why he didn't just go to the cops. Drew tells him he doesn't realize who Sandy is or what he can do. He tells him he might want to check out uh, the ME's report for himself. Um, Ooh, dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> so first of all, like I was saying earlier, uh, Rumpel, you know, this is where Rumpel really starts to, or uh, David Carlisle really starts to shine. Uh, the scene with Rumpel and Sandy's tent was awesome. Uh, just like the whole, I mean, how he slowly started turning into Rumpel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like earlier in earlier in this season. Um, in fact, I think it was before the season that started airing. There mm-hmm. was a story that Robert Carlyle uh, had gone back and re-recorded the do- the audio from the, like the first mm-hmm. two or three episodes because mm-hmm. he decided that uh, Weaver, you know, would sound different. And since. Yeah. Then, since then, it's nothing's been said of it. But you know, when the show came on, I was kind of like, I don't know, I really don't see it. But tonight, you saw it. You That's saw horrible. like all four. You know, like you saw the little deviations, yeah. the little you know, every in, in every single different performance he was playing. Uh, how it's not exactly. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's just a little <laughs> off. It's. I mean, it's not. You know, not even a little. It's it's. No. But yeah, I'm like, saying like you know, when you when you stuff. first hear it though, without without like uh you know with being so far removed from the others and not mm-hmm. having it to play off of, you're, mm-hmm. you know you you don't hear the difference until it's it's juxtaposed against you know all of the all of his other performances, and then you can really see oh he was you know. Just that you know, like you said, it is it it is more than subtle, but it is still subtle because you, like I said, I didn't even really notice it again until tonight. I, I hadn't brought it up before, but like I said, in the beginning of the season, they made that article, and I was I've been trying to search for it since then, and it wasn't until tonight that I really saw it. Um, but yeah, uh, David Carlisle killed it. Oh, and how Robert. Robert. Thank you. I Robert, keep saying Robert. David because I know someone named David. Okay, sorry. I did that like three times already. Robert Carlisle. Thank you. What's funny is my name is Robert. My brother's name is David. But anyway. Um, uh, uh, what I was also going to say is that um the uh i'm sorry i lost my train of thought there yeah. <laughs> i was i thought i heard david i'm like wait a minute no I'm- no i did i i'd said it like i said it two or three times <laughs> i knew what i was trying to say i'm glad you guys corrected me um <laughs> well no see there was something else i wanted to correct you about when you had said when when ruffle was trying to get back to alice i'm like wait a minute he's not trying to get back to alice did i say alice i, I meant alice. Alice. I, I was like no. I was like, huh? 
I meant Bell. <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, I mean, we just wanted to say anything while 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 you were reading. Yeah, but you should you should you should have like called or something. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to be like. <laughs> no. I don't want to be like. The middle no. of, yeah, I understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, corrections department. I meant to say Bell. Um, okay, and then uh, nice how going, did Henry Fred. know exactly where to go to find that uh, uh, result? You know, find the test results. Like they walked. In, they walked into the room. They looked around for a second, and then he just like looked down and opened a drawer. He's like, "Oh, there they are." He didn't even rustle anything around in the drawer. He Fred. opened the drawer, and there they were. I blame Fred. He the is like magic of Fred. The yeah. magic of Fred. Yes, um, it's, it's like maybe it's like it's Fred like his author powers. Like that, he was like he wanted to find it so bad that like he wrote it that he that's you know. Like his author powers. Uh, you know what? No, you know what? I really think that those author powers are not really quote unquote working while being um while well, they, being, they finally brought him up last asleep. week. Well, yeah, definitely when he's asleep, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, that maybe like subconsciously, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's you know, used them without using them. I don't know. I'm at this point, I know, but at this point, I'm just trying to like make excuses for sloppy writing, to be honest with you. Well, this uh, is why we blame Fred. It's, it, it was like Fred was saying, like, was sitting in the corner of the room and he just happened to look at, you know, like the actor, like, looked at him in the, in the corner and said, It's in the drawer. <laughs> the drawer. <laughs> And then, of course, um, since they've been introduced, I've loved any scene with like uh, Robin and Alice, Margot Tilly. You know, it's uh, their their uh, charisma. Their uh, you know, yeah, they're very good together. Very good. Did you catch? Yeah, thank you. I said charisma. Um, (laughs) uh, It's getting late. I told you when we started recording. Um, Did you notice that little throwaway line when they were going into the bookstore and? uh, she says, um, oh, a little mom and pop bookstore. And then Tilly says, uh, actually, pop it's a and pop, pop and pop. Yes, yeah. yes. I want to know who pop and pop are. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like these little, like these little mentions that they keep putting in, it's like, come on, follow through with these little, you know. Well, we've got what, four tweets. episodes, three episodes left at this point? Come on, guys. Still, you could have fit it into the into the uh, script somehow. Like, she, 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 it's like she honestly should have said, who's popping pop? And then all Marco had to do was like, oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 you know? Yeah, but if he would have said two please, names, it wouldn't have mattered please, because we don't know the who's going to but we, probably, that wouldn't have told us because that we don't know their cursed personas. He would have told us like Steve and Jim. That's true. <laughs> they're, they're probably yeah. not even, like they wouldn't have even needed to be that important. All they needed, like all I needed, was friends for closure or okay. or names for closure. Okay. Like, yeah. Um. Uh, Tony, what else? Possible, oh, I'm sorry. They aren't. Um old country people but usually if you tend tend shop in these towns you usually tend to be old country though yeah tend to but not necessarily no that's true i will i'll give give you that it's not necessarily like a given it's not mutually exclusive yeah it's not mutually especially now because we have no clue this is not like we're in storybrook Mm -hmm. right 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Tony, what did you have to add? Um, <clears throat> let me see here. Um, well, yeah. Well, there's the rumple that we all know and love, teaching someone to be evil and manipulation. Again, I didn't know if it was a ruse or, or that they both knew of. But, of course, when they left the tent, she was like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me that was going to happen? And and you knew it was going to happen and blah, blah, blah. You know, but it's still it's it's one of Rumpel's traits, evil and manipulation. And I also thought it was weird that he was being rumple without the makeup. <laughs> well, I'm he like, was slowly turning, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 Regardless, regardless, I thought it was just awkward. I'm like, wait a minute, where's the makeup? Oh, wait, there it is. It's growing on the hands and mm-hmm. things like that. But I mean, I guess when he is acting, you know, like the evil little imp that people call him, um, you know, it was kind of weird to see him up close on the camera and there was no makeup. <laughs> like no rumple still skin makeup. I was I, I, I guess that's not what I was hoping for. But it was still good though. Um and uh the um tension between between Weaver and Facilier. Ooh my God, the it is intense. Yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more as far as their past goes mm-hmm. because really Same. like it was just like he knows who the dark one is the dark one doesn't know who he is it was kind of stupid for him to think he'd be able to kill the dark one with a voodoo doll right he came up in there like man let's see look at this prick. right that was stupid prick 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 like right Come on, come on. And yeah, then also how he just basically shoot him away. I thought that was like, whoa. And then just yeah. left him in Bell's tomb. Right. Like, and how? he's just like, I don't care. You know, you're nothing to me. Shoe, you know, like he shooed you in uh, from, mm-hmm. from like from his apartment. Because he literally was like, you're dismissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. <laughs> who, who has enough power to shoot the dark one away is my question. Um, and then I, I also liked, um, I also do love the chemistry between, um, Alice and, um, and, um, Robin. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's so sweet and so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I also, um, I thought that when uh, Alice was admiring her bracelet in the mirror, I thought that was really going to be like, it didn't have to be nothing special. No, no voice actor would have had to do it, but I really would have loved for there to be an actual CGI rabbit there. Yeah, I still don't quite understand the whole wonder how Wonderland pertains to this Alice and everything, but mm-hmm. I think it's more. I, I, I think it's more of just like a, oh well, this was a part of my adventure, and I brought these things back. Thing. Yeah, but she was. She had those before she went on the adventure. Because she was stuck in the tower with the tea party friends. But mm-hmm. in that scene, she wasn't in the tower. Yes, she was. Yes, she wasn't. She was in that little house. She was definitely in that little house. Mm-hmm. No, it was on in her eighteen on her eighteenth on her on in that scene yes in the scene where we were just saw yes in the original yeah. scene where she talked to her friends she yes. was, it was yeah. on her 18th that, birthday that before was in the she tower. ever left the tower that was in the tower right. but but she right. was look she was admiring her bracelet and she was talking to a plush rabbit that's why i it said was, that i she wish was talking was to the plush rabbit. rabbit from the tower i, I don't know from from, that, from the house 
No, but what I'm saying is that the plush rabbit was the same one from the tower. Right, right, but yeah. Huh? The, the the rabbit was the thing. I I did yeah. pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, the, yeah, the rabbit was done. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying is, is that when she was admiring her bracelet from Robin, she had been out of the tower. She was in that little. Oh, small I know house. that. I understand yeah. that. That's not yeah, what I'm the, arguing. Yeah, what that's I'm, what I meant. Like, yeah, what, what I'm saying is, I don't understand what how you know, like what what's how did she know about the rabbits and everything else before mm-hmm. she even went to Wonderland? How did she know about Mister Rabbit and her? You know the little tea party thing that was happening before while she had never left the tower i think maybe it's one of the um many books that she had i mean she she might have like a little stack of books and wonderland was her favorite story that you know and she would reenact them while she was in the tower probably and then probably her father um you know we do know we we saw her her in wonderland in the one scene with alice or with henry and jacinda yeah, that was I. You know what? By them not using so many like teen actors or child actors or things like that, it's kind of hard to tell what age they are at certain times. Yeah, everyone on this show is just vaguely thirty. Right, like just like <laughs> just like, just by how they look, they're, they're, they're thirty and below, trying to act like, oh well, I'm supposed to be seventeen right now. Like everyone huh? on the show is vaguely thirty. Like the Except only people Lucy who acts like she's 30. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just seems like some of the other actors, at least they had young child actors like Snow had one. Um Emma has had several. No, no, mm-hmm. I no, 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 only two. Yeah, only two. Oh, you're no. talking about when they play past selves? Yeah. Like they were actually, you know actors for at least every age um snow's snow's child actor was uh i forgot her name but she was she played several instances you know when she was a little girl and then when she was like a preteen things like that it just would have been nice you know to depict characters when it comes to you know doing past scene you know like past you know flashbacks and if they had to deal with you know them being younger like 18 or something like that something but well, we, did have a young, we did have a young Alice until she turned 18. Right, yeah. That, that was just the young one. And then I guess the one that, you know, plays Alice now, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what age she's supposed to be. I think they're probably <laughs> supposed to be... Uh, didn't we have a thing that figured this out? Um, like Robin's Rob, supposed Robin, to be like 27 or something like that? I think she's got 25, I think. Whichever one. She was in her lower 20s. Whatever. And it was Mid- supposed to make like Henry in his early 40s or. Is he supposed to be 40? Because he looks young no, as hell to be got, 40. There was that meme that, that uh, Elizabeth brought to the chat a few weeks ago. Anyway, we're getting. We're, yeah, no, she, we're, did. she did. I remember that. Yeah, I just I remember. can't remember the specifics of, of the of the meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I there anything you wanted to add yeah. before I, uh, Aunt Monica? Do you want to add anything before you um, move on? Oh, um, so I, I love how um, Alice was the top of the one beforehand, and now Robin is. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. that dynamic. Um, and exactly, where is the furthest place on Earth from uh, Hyperion Heights? Well, I mean, um, basically Hyperion Heights is Seattle, so, you know. 
so to, to that to that question, I think um, my answer at least would be somewhere in South Africa. Hmm. Could be. I mean, it, it, it depends on where, you know, where she went to, where, where you can name, you know, certain places. That, that's my guess, at least. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if if that's even referenced again. Um, no, I'm sure that it was, she, it was just a throwaway line. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice doesn't question that Nook is watching her. I, again, probably a throwaway line. It just feels creepy. I mean, yeah, it does. I, but I mean, I think I think that was supposed to make it easier, you know, for them to send yeah. letters. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's like literally like just sitting there in the woods like, hey babe, how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, good. No. You know, I don't think it's supposed to be like that. <laughs> I think uh, it was like that. Oh, <laughs> I think it was yeah. just like you know, yeah. like yeah, I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it took me a minute to realize that Gold wasn't wearing gloves. So, how did because they had to show his hands? Or are we just supposed to assume that he just brushed her off like he did before? Wait, uh, brush who off like he did before? Oh, Alice? Uh, so, um, Gold, when, when he shows up with, with the, um, the, the dark hands, mm-hmm. um, I've at first, I thought he was wearing gloves. And then I figured out, no, that's his actual hands. Right. Alice never questioned it. Um, well, she saw... She... He, she did question when she first saw him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what happened to your hand? Um so are we just supposed to assume that the the spreading of of that whatever you want to call it um he just brushed off like oh yeah yeah that's just that's my psoriasis i'm i'm you know (laughs) yeah you know you don't want to be rude and point out you know like uh dude what's up with the scales on your hand Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't want to be. Yeah. Like you really don't want to be. Are you gonna be that guy? Like, are you okay? Um, is that a? Is that a? Is that, a, is that an infection? Are you all right? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> you know. All right. Um. Okay. So, Monica, do you have anything else to add? That was it. Okay, uh, I went. I found a website called farthestcity.com. Oh, <laughs> where you pretty much plug in, you know, your your city and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so, basically, let, let me read this disclaimer. Um, so basically, it says, uh, "Remember, the furthest point is likely to be in the ocean somewhere." 
So when considering which point is the farthest away, you need to really look at cities. We provide information for the farthest cities with population of 100,000 and a million people, as well as capital cities, as well as the country that is farthest away. So from uh, Hyperion Heights, let's say, is uh, St. Paul, France. Um, and they also point out... Uh, uh, Tolera, Madagascar, uh, Saint Denis, France, and uh, Durban, South Africa. Oh, there you go. Okay, she- so that sounds like a, a, um, north south wise. Mm-hmm. That feels like they would be in the same region. But as far as South Africa Heights versus furthest point, mm-hmm. that doesn't. I, I, I still say South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. Why? Oh, did, did you say that before? I, I did. Oh, okay. I was not even paying attention. I was busy trying to get the mm-hmm. website, obviously. So I was, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, that, uh, that's why. Like that's why I had pointed it and said, like, "Oh yeah, see, she mm-hmm. was close when she said South Africa." Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, that's a uh, not a plug, but furthestcity.com, an interesting little site to kind of just plug in a zip code and see what the furthest place is. So if you want to get the hell out of town, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, not a plug, moving, not a plug. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Margo brings Tilly a bracelet, a memento of their first date. Everything's going great, but Tilly can't get rid of that damn buzzing. It's getting even louder. She apologizes to Margo and runs off. Across town, Ronnie locks up her magic stash before stepping out. As she leaves, Weaver steps out from the shadows and breaks into Ronnie's medicine cabinet. He pours the potion on a map in hopes of uh, finding the dagger. The purple smoke burns trails across the map before burning a point in its location. Flashback to the realms, uh, Rumple visits Belle. Perhaps to ask if he's doing the right thing. Alice asks how this guardian thing works, uh, but he's not even sure. Uh, she seems to think the dagger is telling her how, though. With a wave of her hand, she summons it, and the darkness begins to leave Rumple and enter the dagger. The blade begins to grow and morph as Alice manipulates it with her hands. Uh... Rumpel hears a voice he hasn't heard in some time. It's his conscious, Bell. She reminds him that he's a good man, that he can find another way to her. He grabs the magic and it drops as a dagger to the floor. He tells Alice he realizes the burden would have uh, the burden this would have been for her, and that he will find another way if it means living with the darkness. Alice, even if it means living with the darkness, Alice promises she will not let him forget the good man that he is. Flashback to the heights. The map has brought Weaver to the patrol bridge where he finds Tilly complaining about that damn noise. Only it's louder. Weaver grabs her bag and ruffles through it, quickly finding the dagger. She swears she has no idea how it got there, but he knows she was just guarding. uh, She was just being the guardian, even if she wasn't aware of it. In the realms, Rumpel watches Alice and Margot from a distance. His appearance has been totally overtaken by the darkness. Hook comes up, but this time to thank him for the sacrifice he made for Alice. Rumpel says it was finally his time to pay the price and goes off to spin, spin, spin. 
Back in the Heights, Ronnie confronts Weaver about stealing the magic to find the dagger. He fills her in on the whole guardian thing, and she tells him that what they did that what he did today was the last straw. At the police station, Henry thanks Rogers for his help earlier at Nick's. He just happens to be looking at Nick's ME report, and he tells Henry that Nick was stabbed through the heart from the inside. Later at Ronnie's, uh, Margot is tending bar when Alice comes in to apologize for running away earlier. Margot tells her there's no need to run. She just wants to be there for her. And at Jacinda's, Henry's finally ready to come clean. He shows her the papers he found at Nick's, and he's checked with the hospital. Lucy's right. Henry is her father. Excuse me. Man, soap opera night it was last Friday. Very good episode. Very good episode. Um what I want to point out, uh, the scene at the troll bridge was awesome. I loved uh, the, the moment where like he really started losing it and realizing that like everything he just did was for nothing because she was guarding it the whole time. And he like sits there and like the way he's holding the dagger, it's like just barely slipping from his fingers. And he's just like, no, it's not you. I'm mad at. I just... I, Way to go, Rumble. Just that Way scene. Go. Just that scene. I kept rewinding and watching over and over again. It's such a good performance. Uh, good writing. Go, yeah, <clears throat> everything about that was great. Everything about that was great. Um, and I've never seen. Uh, forgive me for not knowing the actress's name, but the, the actress who plays Alice and uh, slash Chili. Uh, great. Great. I, I definitely want to see other things she's been in and other things she will be in. Uh, I, uh, really, the, that scene may be one of my favorite scenes from, you know, the episode. And the episode in all was great. Um, okay, so how is Henry going to be saved now? I don't know. You know they're gonna throw something in, like you know, like yeah, a plot. I know. Obviously, it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, we only got three episodes left, but <laughs> something like that, three or four, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, I, I really don't. I don't have anything else to add. Three, okay, thank you, thank you, uh, Tony. What did you have to add? Um, man, Weaver, you got to slow down on the, on the magic. <laughs> he just basically like, did it look empty to you guys? Was it empty or, or yeah, was he it like it a little bit later? There's, there's, he, he just dumped it onto the map. I don't think he ever took that much magic to, to do a simple locator spell ever. Exactly. Or, mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, really? The, 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 the whole thing <laughs> like wow um, and then also did any of you guys get a season 2 vibe from that uh, old 70s chase um, that, that uh, you named it Bobby like did you like or did you guys get a season 2 vibe um, the only reason why I asked is because it was the, the exact same way that Emma was chasing down Neil in now season that you two. bring it to my attention, I, I see it, but I don't know. I mean, like, I I wouldn't have caught it if you hadn't brought it to my attention. 
I mean, like, it, it's just something that uh, that I, I very strongly felt when I first saw it. I'm like, wait a minute, is this like season two all over again? <laughs> when uh, it was chasing down Neil, like, mm-hmm. uh, they, like they were both on a uh, fire escape, and and also, I mean, like, it just seems like Naveen got got caught like very easily. Like, who goes into a garage? Honestly, come on, all right. come on. It was crazy, but I enjoyed it all, though. I loved it. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. And Monica, it looks like you have a bit to add here before we, we uh, close it out. Oh, so, um, yeah. Ronnie, that is one cheap lock you have uh, on your um, uh, medicine cabinet. Um, and as far as Weaver, you got to use all the magic? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what happened to... Regina's saying back in season one that even non-magic users with a few ingredients could cast a locator spell. Yes, I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably my only pre-season reference ever, but come on. You don't even remember that? Uh, (laughs) Startle Rumble? That makes me giggle. That was so so cute. Oh, when he turned around and Hook was there, it's like... Startle Rumble, yeah. I thought that was quite weird. I'm like... No, pirate? (laughs) Friends? Friends, yeah, huh? yeah well, uh, just when he, he was so caught up in um, looking at her, yeah, and, and uh, and Alice, and just you know, all in in the shipping moment, uh, and then Nook crept up on him, and he was like, hey, what? what? <laughs> It's like he spazzed out a little bit. I was like, who startles the dark one? What? Oh, that moment. I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not offering Rumpel a blank check. Like, you ever need anything, just call. Who the hell would have ever seen that coming? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Oh, why? Why the hell would Rumple put the dagger back into the same hiding place? It's a decent question. That, that I really mean, I don't know that he thought that Facilier had took it, or you know, like at that point, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, where else would he put it? It somewhere. Uh, there's a lot of places to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, on one hand, okay, so no, uh, like Facilier. Or any dangerous person hadn't figured it out. 
Um, and, and the Guardian had so so it's safe in that sense. It just it feels wrong to to put it back in the same place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it's, it's, oh, weird. Uh, yeah, and, and um, then we get um, Ronnie telling Weaver off. I loved that moment. I, as much as I loved Rumple in this episode, he truly did Regina wrong. Straight up 100%. He screwed her over. And this moment is is her finally of all the times you've screwed me over, this this is it. This is the absolute last straw. And, And I... Hell yeah, girl. I mean, I I love both of them truly. But she had to have this moment. She really did. Um uh, as far as um Alice bringing that that tray of I don't know what the heck. Um, what did she do to that poor honeydew? I don't even like honeydew, and I I don't know what she did to it. It it was weird. <laughs> um, and I. Uh, I th- that last moment between. Um, Robin and Alice I I think I'm falling for Robin too um, and then that last moment between um, Jacinda and Henry <sighs> did anyone else get a, a Star Wars feeling I am a Star Wars feeling yes uh, I am your father I'm not sure. I don't know. I we can't we can't just because every time someone says I'm your father, we can't automatically think of Darth Vader. <laughs> not it's the go-to comments. Okay. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't see that. No, I didn't get that. Um, anyway, uh, you had quite a bit to say about the last no, bit, about the last I, bit. I normally don't in the, in the last act, but this time... I oh, you're fine. I, it's, I, I, you know, it, you had plenty you had to say, and you said it. There's nothing... But the honeydew, I mean, what, what, what did... I wasn't even paying attention to what you did with it. You just covered it with a candy, right? Yeah, but, uh, I... I rewatched it and I'm like, what? 
what is on that? <laughs> I, I, just, I, I was literally trying to figure out what the hell she did to it. Uh, and um, I don't even like honeydew. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? All right. Um, yeah. So that is uh, uh, episode 18, season seven, The Guardian. Um, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I th- I really liked it. Um, Tony, why don't you go ahead? Uh, th- what do you write us down on an arbitrary scale rate? Out of uh, 1,500 voodoo dolls, for some reason, you're, you're obsessed with voodoo dolls tonight. Uh, of, uh, it wasn't that much I just thought of it that uh, it was you know it, it pointed out that you know this was about you know death this 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 season you know and talking to the dead true, so, true. okay uh, that yeah that's why I thought about the uh, the uh, fifteen hundred voodoo dolls. All right, so out of fifteen hundred voodoo dolls, you're gonna be one busy. Uh, <laughs> You know, your hands are going to be tired of shoving all those pins and those voodoo dolls. Um, but out of out of fifteen hundred voodoo dolls, what do you give this uh, episode? Um, I'm going to give it. Fourteen fifty, yes. Fourteen fifty, yes. Fourteen fifty. So pretty close, not perfect. Not perfect. When you're dealing with such a high number of, you know, like you know, just that little slight off is still. I mean, you're you're grading it on a on a medium A at this point still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I really loved that it was a center. You know, like some big way in you know a center of um of a um bumble episode uh we got to hear hear bell's voice i just thought it would have been nice for her to come back in ghost form some uh, some type of form Didn't you know they say she's supposed to be coming back at one point i mean i i would think yes. that by the end of the season we will see rumple find his way to bell mm-hmm. i think that's going to be the only reason why we see her really really hope so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's probably going to be the only way that we're going to see her. Like, I think they, she just basically, they called her on her phone and said, Hey, we're going to need you to do this little bit of a, um, voice veto, but like, you know, this little voice, voice clip. And then they say, okay, yes, we will see you in three weeks. Thanks. Bye. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they basically did. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be brought into a studio just to do that. Like, can I do this on my phone? Great. Oh no, I'm sure it was over the phone. Yeah, for that yeah. few lines like that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So mm, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. We'll get to my score in just a moment. Uh, but first, I want to hear Monica? Monica, what's your score out of 1,500 voodoo dolls? Uh, I give it 1,500 voodoo dolls. Whoa! I love this episode. I we could tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was a, it was a very good episode. I, and we had an episode a, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. about um one that you gave a perfect score to. Right. Uh-huh. And I didn't um and afterwards I thought about it and I realized it I didn't give a perfect score because of another series. Oh, that's uh, weird. So, well, and that was what made me made me second guess it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you watched Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Um, I have yet to do it, but I want okay. to. Well, well, but there was 
that was the week of the uh, the Groundhog Day type episode. Okay. And it was the most perfect TV show episode I've seen in ages. So basically you were judging it in comparison to that episode. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like, oh, that was just so perfect. And mm-hmm. this wasn't quite it. But once I realized I was comparing it to to another show, I was like, okay, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so kind if, of, I, if I could go back, I would have given that one a perfect score. Well, that's, that's nice to hear. It's kind of... Um, <sighs> I think it was Ebert who's uh, as a critic who was kind of like saying, you know, you can't judge every, you know, every movie is not Citizen Kane and every movie is not trying to be yeah. Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you can't judge, you, you, you can't, you know, you have to judge the movie for what it's trying to be and, and, and for its place in time. You know, you can't, you know, go back and look at a movie from 30 years ago and say, oh, well, it didn't live up to X, Y and Z. It's like, yes, but at the time, X, Y and Z wasn't even a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's definitely, you know, a, a lot of people like to crap on critics and there's definitely <laughs> critics to crap on. Don't get me wrong. Um but in my in my opinion, you kind of got to find a voice that you trust and and want to listen to. And, you know, that's you know, that's how I look at reviews and criticism. Um, yeah, that's my little soapbox for this week. I guess a little more, you know, flies across the screen. Um, totally okay. fair. <laughs> flies across the screen. <laughs> yeah, you remember more, you know, you don't remember yeah. that, Tony? Or you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this week, um, I think I'm going to be a little shy of perfect because there were some moments that, that um, you know. Fred didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I pointed them out uh, through, you know, there, there were, uh, you know, it wasn't a perfect episode, but it's it was damn near. It was damn near, and I think Robert Carlyle's performance was was spot on. Um, he said it right, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, out of fifteen hundred voodoo dolls, I'm going to give this uh, this week's episode uh, one thousand four hundred eighty two. Oh, that is pretty high. Enough. Like I said, it's it's I'm 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 docking it a few points, but it was a damn good episode. Um, so yeah, that does it for as far as the uh, episode proper. Um, news, do 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 news or is none? There is none. Oh wait, 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 Monica. Go ahead. Uh, uh. What do you have the ratings? Episode, or no, not the the ratings, but the um the, the synopsis for oh, next for next week. Episode. Okay, Flower Child. Uh, uh-huh. Flower Child. Uh, Tilly and Rogers find themselves in danger after an encounter with Eloise, forcing Tilly to make a life-altering decision when Rogers' life is altered. Is is altered. Uh, meanwhile, Henry and Jacinda's relationship takes a step forward, but despite Lucy's efforts, the union doesn't provide 
the answer she's seeking. In a flashback, young Gothel seeks revenge after her home is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And once upon a time's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of well, interested. the rest of it and... I'm kind of interested yeah, in Young Gothel. But, yeah. I, but yeah, other than that... Gothel, uh, I'm... Yeah. Gothel hasn't been in the show for like about a few episodes. Right, now. and I think we I think right. we pointed that out last week. And and I feel like they're having to close out her story. So this is going to be right. another filler closeout. So I unfortunately, I, I feel like this is going to be another week, another episode like last week's. Mm-hmm where it's just them kind of throwing crap at a wall to get done with it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, it's just like, like I thought that her and the Coven of the Eight were going to be, a, you know, the big baddies. I'm sure that was going to be the case, you know, before, you know, what happened happened. I'm it's, sure, like I said, I'm sure there was a lot trimmed before, you know, once once they found out what was happening. That I We, we discussed this. There was stuff they set mm-hmm. up that they had to stop you know just stop you know dead in their tracks and start you know full steam ahead towards the end mm-hmm. yeah but still i mean well I, I guess a few of the witches are dead in fact you know <laughs> yeah but but yeah, still so it's I no mean, longer the coven of eight yeah it's the, basically the coven of the, the coven of eight seven six six five, five four, <laughs> three three or two maybe Wait, she no. has all those mannequins yeah. set up somewhere <laughs> kelly was supposed to be one of them like right. now, now she's gone yeah, so uh, I think it's the cover. That's of the why one. I'm saying, yeah, that's why I'm saying that I think next week's just going to be a throwaway episode, but we'll see. It it just feels like they were tossing up between her and Sandy as the big bads. Now I think it's definitely Doctor Facilier. Who would have thought that Doctor Facilier would have been the the big, 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 big bad? Mm-hmm. No. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Like, wow. Okay, well, I'm excited. Yay! All right, so <laughs> that does it for news, but uh, listener feedback, which has been empty for quite some time, we mm-hmm. actually have something to, uh, we have a few things to to, uh, to play and to talk about here. Um, oh my God, what did yeah. you say? <gasps> uh, so, uh, first of all, we did not mention this at the top of the show, but yes, this is our 200th episode. Uh, yeah. so not, technically, this is the 200th episode of Greetings from Storybrooke. It's not our 200th episode because uh, Bill and Ann uh, pushed that over the edge with their commentaries and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they obviously were a, uh, you know, this was their podcast. And uh, when when other deciding factors, you know, just uh, took them away, they, they you know, uh, uh graciously handed the reins over uh but uh they hold on a second i we have a voicemail from someone familiar and now i'm should have i'm doing the same thing i do every week at vamp when i'm trying to pull something up on my on my email see uh 
I don't know what to say. Here we are. Never mind. Don't say anything. I'll let them talk. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we want to thank you so much for taking over the show so we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> Congratulations on hitting 200 episodes. That is an amazing accomplishment. I know, and you guys almost have as many in the can as we did when what? we started. Yeah, roughly. That's uh, not okay. Well, maybe not quite as many, especially with like all the commentaries That's and true. patron That's true. Hey, where's your commentaries? <laughs> Get on that. Anyway, guys, uh, good job. Thanks for carrying the torch. Uh, excited to wrap it up with you uh, for the finale here in a couple few weeks. I don't know. Let us know what it is. We'll figure it out. We'll get caught up. All right. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Yay. Bye. Yes. Yay. What is that noise? I don't know. <laughs> I hear a weird noise. It's um, anyway, maybe that was just me. I'm hearing noises like Tilly did. The dagger. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> the dagger. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I think I found it. <laughs> oh, do you have like a letter opener or something that's got rumple seals <laughs> written on there? <laughs> um, no, but it's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, but that's not all. Thank you, Bill and Anne Marie, for the great feedback. We can't wait to talk to you guys about the finale. But we also have some listener feedback from a, a listener named John. I uh, did not see where he was writing from. All right. So he has a Rumple theory. Uh, after watching Rumple help Ivy and Anastasia a few weeks ago and then helping Zelina, who he doesn't like, this episode, uh, something struck me. I, I believe he was probably talking about last week's episode. What mm -hmm. if Rumple is the guardian? Maybe the true interpretation of the prophecy is if a dark one has the will of a willpower to go against their nature and help people, even those they don't like, then they become a guardian. At that point, they can release or destroy the knife. Just, just thought I would float that out there. Love the podcast, John. Uh, Thank you, John. I love that theory. I mean, it, it's clearly not where where the the writers are going but it's hard to say at this point i don't know i mean he stopped, he stopped oh, that, that would be awesome i love that i think that's a great theory honestly i had not occurred to me but like especially that's after tonight you know after he's decided that you know he shouldn't pass this burden right. along to anyone and, and if he can at that point it doesn't matter who the guardian is if he's not going to pass the, if the burden along mm -hmm. you know, that is he has oh. to destroy the darkness. That would I take, love it. I love it. Oh my yes. god, that that would be like the biggest sacrifice since since he did um since he killed himself with Peter Pan. Right. Uh -huh. oh. That have been the greatest sacrifice because that's been his crutch. Well, for the I don't know if he's too much of a years. sacrifice at this point. I mean, he's trying to get rid of it. He's trying to get back to Bell. So well, I don't know if I would consider it a sacrifice, but. At the same time, it be it would be great to like have him, you know, be res be the one responsible, not having to you know carry, not having to have anyone else carry that burden. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <clears throat> all of that makes sense. So, John, uh, that's very good theory fantastic. there. Uh, I think we're gonna but, jump on the Jan on the John theory bandwagon. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just think, oh. like, because then that could be it. You know, he's already been through two Guardians. And mm-hmm. and uh, it seemed like Alice was the actual Guardian. She was very close. Right. You know, but... I th- you know what I'm going to add on to his theory. What if you know with his mother with um with um the black fairy? What mm-hmm. if what if she really didn't cut off you know that destiny from 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 um baby uh from baby Rumble? Oh yeah, because you know that's what he was supposed to be to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I you know like I said I'm going to add on to that theory, John. That was a great theory. Making more and more sense, John. Yes, it's making very more good more theory. Sense. Very I, I would have never thought about that because I mean you know we would have never thought about that until like um, if they didn't even show that scene that he you know was cut off from that destiny of uh, of um I, I forgot what it was specifically like was it like a pure heart or I, it's something I mean it was something where he was like a white knight I mean it was I mean, uh Monica did you have something to add before we closed out does that look like you did I did and and it's escaped me so okay. maybe next week Okay, just making sure. Uh and along with Monica as far as next week if you guys want to uh you know talk with us about next week's episode or have any comments about our comments today uh you can send us a voicemail or or uh email just like john did at email the email is greeting from storybrook at gmail.com uh the twitter is at gf storybrook the facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook where there's always a great active community going on and the voicemail is 424-274-2352 that's 424-274-2352 Five two, and it looks like that's going to do it for us this week as far as uh, Greetings and Storybook goes. Um, but if anyone wants to get a hold of you, Tony, how would they be able to do that? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Hoops Nine Hundred at Hoops Nine Hundred. Okay, and then <laughs> and uh, Monica, how would they get a hold of you? On Twitter at Monica Sedai, S C D A I. S okay, uh, S E D A I, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and then yes. <laughs> thank you, Tony. And then, of course, uh, you can catch me on this podcast every week. Obviously, uh, on Twitter, I am uh, Inevitable Hawk, H uh, A W K E, and uh, just search Bobby Hawk Bridge for Storybook. I think there's some youth pastor out there with my same name, but I'm definitely not a youth pastor. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I think that's going to about do it. Um, yeah, and that's it. So until next week, guys, uh, Tony, why don't you go ahead and count us down? In three, two, one. Greetings, Greetings from Storybook. <laughs> we'll get it eventually. We only have three more episodes left. I know, right? <laughs> and I'll get the theme song. I, I think when we're in the same room, even. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably help. Oh, God. <laughs> Greetings from Harper and Heights. Yay. I'm sorry. <laughs>